When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hello, everybody. It is March Madness time. Oh, my goodness. We are here sitting courtside with you on the Her Hoop Stats Podcast Network for Courtside with Christy and Gabe. I am Christy Winter Scott, joined as always by my guy. Gabe Ibrahim and Gabe, oh my gosh, first of all, I had to support the the law firm of Sanano and Clark, Clark Sanano, however you want to say it, established 2020, and I don't like to toot my own horn, but beep beep out here, oh my god, now listen, who knew it would catch on like that, but I think, you know, the Iowa fans in particular, they love it for whatever reason, so you like it, I love it. And let's keep it pushing. But I just got this in the mail yesterday. So it's beautiful bow on it and everything and a little thank you card in there. And so it was very sweet from the uh, the law firm. So two two things on that. So one, excellent leadership by Caitlin Clark, putting uh-huh. putting her teammate first in the law yeah. firm. Something yeah. that something that a lawyer would never do. I just want to say that. <laughs> There's no, there's always a fight as to who's first in the law firm name. Oh, uh, it's it's yeah. a it's very contentious, and a lot of lawyers care about it a lot. So okay. good for Caitlin for for seeding that. Um, and just it's it's a beautiful shirt. I love those. The Iowa it's fans are just rabid. That was the other thing. I, like I love the Iowa fans. They are all yeah. over the place. They, yeah, they can it's perfect color. Yeah, they can be mean. They can be mean at times, and we may. I don't, I, depending on where we go here, because we're going to pick a bracket today, folks. I know. We're going to pick the official courtside bracket <laughs> where oh Christy and I have to agree. Yeah. Uh, so it, we'll, we'll see how that goes. We'll see if we still have yeah. a podcast after this. And uh, also subscribe to this channel just while we're here. Subscribe to our channel. Uh, it, it says subscribe now. And then boom, our Twitter names will pop up. 
right below us. Oh, and also check uh, check us out on, well, not Christy and I, but uh, Aaron Barzlai and Megan Gower and myself are all on the CBS Eye on College Basketball Podcast. Super fun time over there. Kind of doing something similar, just not as in-depth as to each matchup and disagreeing with each other, which I know Christy and I will do, uh, I, I think, right? I think we're going to disagree Absolutely. a lot. Absolutely. Maybe a couple, maybe a couple. So it's really hard because it's like, I think I chose my bracket based upon what I wanted to see mm-hmm. rather than what probably could actually happen. So I want rematches. I want possible contrasting of styles, matchups. Mm-hmm. So my bracket is based on what I like. <laughs> so. And that's totally fair. <laughs> I just want to tell, don't, don't pick your... Pick your bracket however you want. I make right. a million. I was saying this on the on the Iron College Basketball yes. Podcast. I make a million of these things. I have a control bracket, which is all chalk. I'm gonna do a mascot fight bracket in a bit once oh. I do like once I finish up my whatever <laughs> how much more analysis I could chalk put in here. Uh, I also feel like you, you ever seen that gif of the guy of a uh, Charlie from Always Sunny and he has like all the oh, yeah all the numbers. <laughs> That's me, but like it's all just like random stuff. It doesn't much have to do with basketball. Like, right. <laughs> just like, whatever, so we're going to, we're going to pick it and be hey, fun. We're uh, out here. But yeah, I'm, I'm stoked. I, I, we have the first four tonight, uh, starting tonight. I forget who actually kicks off tonight. Yeah. We have, uh, Incarnate Howard. Word and, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. We have, uh, Incarnate Word and Howard in Columbia yeah. and then DePaul and Dayton, which should be yeah. awesome in Ames. That should be a really good game. Yeah. That should be a really good game. And, you know, when you're talking about uh, DePaul and Alyssa Morrow, she's just so ridiculously consistent, right? I mean, we know she's efficient, but she is just insanely consistent with her game and only a freshman. I mean, she is just a spectacular player to watch. So it'll be interesting to see what Dayton does with her defensively. Uh, it, she leads the country in double-doubles, uh, and she's a freshman. Just, just That's what I'm saying. Point that out. Just point it out an um, unbelievable uh player um so that's the first four tonight then tomorrow night we got mount st mary's versus longwood and florida state missouri state sneaky good game there although i'm probably picking yeah. missouri state we don't have to pick those for we don't have to pick the playing games right or how do you feel about picking the right. playing games i i mean i guess you have to pick them even though some some of the brackets just have both of the teams and then who moves on to play in that mm-hmm. initial first round which is fine too but I mean, Missouri State and he had so many injuries this year, but still ended up having a crazy good season, more than 20 wins for um, Amaka Agugwa. And, you know, I know she is um, excited to be back in the tournament. Mm-hmm. No, it's, so it, we'll see what happens. And it's super exciting. I do want to point out one thing. And I was going to save this for, for when we're actually picking games. But so this, yeah. is, this is, correct me if I'm wrong, this is the first time we get the 11 seeds doing a plan for the women's. Uh, Yes. Right. So yes, they've had this on the men's side since 2011. The right. first, the first year that happened, if you recall, VCU went all the way from the plan to the final four. Right. And every year, except 2019, there's been at least one 11 seed that has advanced mm-hmm. past the play-in, past the round of 62 into the round of 32 and five teams have gone on to go to the sweet 16 and beyond. I think two of them made it to the final four. Wow. So just, don't 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 just brush over that slash line. It's a big deal. Yeah, watch. That's a big deal. Watch tonight because I think it's a big deal. Um, and yeah. and we'll see we'll see which one of these teams because on average, if we're taking the men's and and applying it to the women's, on average, right. one of these teams will make it past. 
See, now I've already made my bracket and see, now you've given me that nugget and I want to go back and maybe reduce like, no, I'm fine. Uh, but no, that's, that's totally interesting. Yeah. And you never know, like this is the first time the women have the field of 68, right? So mm-hmm. we'll see what happens with the women's side, if that's kind of similar to what's happened on the men's side the last 10 years, we'll, uh, first half, 11 years. We'll, we'll talk about it when we get to, when we get to Georgia, because that's, uh, that's uh that may be one of my 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 more uh shocking picks. We'll see. Uh so do do you want to do you just want to get started? Picking the Yeah, pick let's go. Pick let's games. go. You you call them out. I I mean I have my bracket right here, but I'll go in, I'll follow you in the order of how you want to do it. Okay, I'm gonna just go on like the I'm going uh on, on the, the way the brackets list on ESPN. So we'll start with okay. Greensboro. You can also join the Hurt Hoop Stats bracket challenge where you'll see this bracket that we're making together, unless we just like we can't do it because there's not <laughs> something that we can't get past. Um, but we'll have the Sweet 16. We'll have you, you'll see okay. all of it and we'll explain it all. Uh, but it may just be broken up into two parts because right. I imagine we're okay. gonna talk for a very long time. As we like yeah. to do, Christy. As we like we to do. do. I mean, hey, that's it, why we're here. It's what we would do, be doing courtside. All day. Like, uh, why not? And it's March Madness, so come on. You get bonus, you get bonus conversation from us. I'm 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 excited to do all right. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. All right. So okay, uh st- starting with South Carolina versus either Howard or Incarnate Word. What would, who would you like uh, to pick? I'm gonna go with South Carolina in that. Uh, I think it's a, I think that's a good pick. Is that I, that's mutually agreed on? I, I think we agree on that one. I think we agree on that. Although let's get let's give Howard uh first time in yeah. the tournament since 2001. Yes. Shout uh, they, out to Ty Grace. That's my girl. I love her. She has she has done it the right way and She's just a magnificent mentor for those young ladies. So it was thrilling to see them doing the gritty, getting off the bus yeah. and like having a great old time um, after winning the MIAC. It was really exciting to see the smiles on their faces. And they uh, they lost the MIAC last year. So they lost the championship, had to sit there, watch the other team, get the confetti, cut down the nuts. So I always loved that story. And we have a couple of the teams in the tournament mm-hmm. this year that came back and, and persevered through that loss to come back the next year. Um, yeah. And they, you know, they're a DMV school, so. Hope yeah. Howard wins. Hope Howard wins tonight. But Incarnate Word's really good too. Cinderella team right. made a run in the Southland with two buzzer beaters, and they're in their first NCAA tournament. So, yeah, that's that's what we got on them. Uh, thanks for playing, though. I don't think it's going to go well for them. <laughs> South Carolina. Uh, so now we have Miami and South Florida on the eight-nine line, and you better be picking Miami. I certainly picked Miami. Listen, I picked Miami the last two weeks in the AP poll at number 25 because of their progress mm-hmm. and their momentum. And it's always, the committee always says, okay, your last 10 games. Okay, well, how about their last five games? Amazing, right? Mm-hmm. And their run through the tournament was spectacular. They got to the championship game. So kudos to Katie Meyer and that group for their fight and their grit. And that's what it takes. It takes heart. Obviously, you have to execute. But it takes that fight in postseason play. And if you're trending this way, and they didn't not have it earlier in the mm-hmm. season, they lost some really super close games to some mm-hmm. really great ranked teams. So let's not get it twisted. They didn't come out of nowhere and all of a sudden start playing well. They gradually moved ahead and they got to postseason play in the ACC tournament and showed all that hard work and grit was not for nothing, right? They went out there and showed themselves. So yeah, I picked Miami on that one. 
So this is why I love. I don't Christy. know who you picked though. I don't know who I'm, you I'm, picked. I'm, though. I'm, obviously, I'm going Miami. But this is why I love Christy because like I don't have to sit up here and just be the one praising Miami. Uh, <laughs> I I, I co-sign everything you said, and Katie Meyer has been an excellent um, yeah. coach for this team, and they are really. I think they are talented. They're versatile. They have a lot of um, depth as well. So yeah. I, I'm excited to see them in the tournament. USF is no joke whatsoever. Uh, Bethany Manunga is fantastic. They are a really really good team. Well coached. So. It'll be interesting. I like that there's a kind of a local tinge to this, although I don't, I'm not sure how many local kids either of these schools has. I know Miami has a couple, but not too many. I'm not sure how many USF has from the Miami region, but it'll be a fun game no matter what. Yeah, oh, no, it'll be fun. And I think, you know, it's, it's a great test. This mm-hmm. opportunity for all 68 teams is such a great test. And they want it to be a testimony to their hard work from the empty gyms in the summer. They're putting in the extra time. And they're doing the individual workouts mm-hmm. on the track, in the weight room, all that stuff. Here's why you were doing all that. It wasn't just to get through it on a Tuesday. Oh, what yeah. time is it? I'm hungry. It's lunchtime. No, it was for this moment. And, and, you know, the dreams will come true and it should be magical for all 68 teams. But I think that first round is, is really when you put your toe in the water and test the temperature of, of what you're about to jump into. And I think uh, it's just fun. The challenge of that is fun to watch. Well, and speaking of uh, teams that need to test the water a little bit in the first round of 68, we have UNC and Stephen F. Austin. Now, this has become kind of a, a sexy upset pick. Um, you know, I think UNC has been a little overrated by the stats this year. They're really high in net. Uh, they've lost some crucial games and, you know, they, they've been up and down this year. Um, right. Stephen F. Austin has, has been a good team. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm still going with UNC. I just think UNC is really good. I don't think they're going to lose in the first. I don't think they're going to overlook Stephen F. Austin, especially if yeah. people picking against them. So I, I'm going to go with UNC. Yeah. I went with UNC also. Um, I just thought just how competitive the ACC was towards the mm-hmm. end of the season in particular. We were talking about the tournament and, and all those great teams just beating up on one another. Uh, I just think that that has them battle tested to face a team like Stephen F. Totally Austin. Um, and then back in the 1900s when I was playing, <laughs> um, we played Stephen F. Austin uh, down in Austin, Texas oh, yeah. in, in the uh, Sweet 16 game. So, I mean... I don't know what that has to do with anything, but I just remembered that. <laughs> you guys, wait, so you guys had to play Stephen F. Austin and Texas? Yeah. In Austin? Yeah. Yes. On the, wow, okay. Yeah, that, on their court. And, it, and we had our band and about a handful of parents and, and all that there and some boosters and whatnot, but totally outnumbered. It was, you know, three, oh no, 13,000, probably 800 of them mm-hmm. and maybe 200 you know, there for us, counting the band, the cheerleaders and parents and boosters. Well, so. we'll talk, we'll talk more about uh, Chris's experience as a one seed <laughs> when we get down to NC state in the Bridgeport region. Uh, <laughs> certainly get into, uh, let's talk Arizona versus UNLV. I originally mm-hmm. had UNLV beating Arizona. I looked at a little bit closer at UNLV. They have really struggled against good teams on their schedule. Yeah. Um, and Arizona has Kate Reese back. So I want Arizona. I went Arizona also, another team. Um, you know, I know they they got bumped out in the uh, Pac-12 tournament mm-hmm. sooner than they would have liked to. But I just think that it, it's going to be a challenge for anybody facing a team who 
went to the championship game last year and have a number of players who have that experience. I think that counts for something. And I, I picked them because of that. Yeah, no, I I agree. I think that experience is going to help them. Um, UNLV is a good team. I just, they, if, if Mm -hmm. Arizona was playing Stephen F Austin, I may go Stephen F Austin, but I think Arizona, Arizona is going to be good enough and they're going to be hyped up to get Kate Reese back. And then that sets up a very nice second round matchup. We can talk about in just a second. Um, Georgia versus the slash Dayton or the Paul who'd, who'd you take here? Oh man, that took a while. I was sitting and staring mm-hmm. at that for a while. Um, I love what Joni has done and the sec, mm-hmm. another team that, I mean, another conference of teams that have beat up on one another at top there, but the Paul is so tough, so man. I just think, I don't know. DePaul to me could be that Cinderella team that basically, uh, you know, not everyone takes into account what their offensive firepower is. And we already talked about uh, Alyssa Morrow and and what her abilities are and her double-double machinery that she presents. But at this juncture of the season, it's about defense and Georgia is a better defensive team. So I went with Georgia. Okay, we're gonna have to have a we're gonna have to have a talk here. So I went with the Uh-oh. slash. I went I went with the slash. Um, I'm going with okay. with either Dayton or DePaul. I, to me, it doesn't matter who wins that game. I, I think whoever wins that game is gonna have enough momentum. And both those teams are really good. Both those teams mm-hmm. are are ready to to take on a team like Georgia, especially with Georgia in freefall. Five of their nine right. losses this season came since February started, including a loss to Auburn who has not been good this year. I think that was just Auburn's second or third SEC win this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I told you that stat about the 11 seeds. Yes. I, I think if I'm picking the the six seeds who are, who are playing this slash teams, I'd say Ohio State is better right now than Georgia. And I think, you know, Georgia does have court tournament experience and that's huge. But I just, I just think that Dayton um, or DePaul both have the talent and they'll have the momentum to beat Georgia. So let's, uh, let me like, what, what can I say to convince you here? Um, Cause Anisha Morrow is so talented that I think yeah. she'll, she'll be the best player on the floor. If DePaul beats Dayton and gets to Georgia. Okay. I think Dayton uh, for their end they're they've been playing some really good basketball and they're really mad that they did not win the a 10 because if they won the a 10, they're off the 11 line. Yeah. So I think they're going to have a, a lot of, um, just, just juice in that game. And I'm not sure, I'm not sure George is going to be ready for that. So that's my thought process is momentum is having either the best player or having a team that's more motivated. And the fact that George is kind of in free fall and they haven't had time to really figure out what's even wrong with them. Uh, I hear what you're saying. And I love the offensive firepower that, that DePaul has no doubt about that, but can they defend? And can they sustain that defensive attention to detail against a team like Georgia who could explode? I mean, mm-hmm. we've seen them have great games this year where they have just gotten on a roll. And like you said, they haven't had time to refigure or reconfigure uh, what's wrong with them at this juncture, which you don't want to mm-hmm. have, you know, on your mind. You want to just play chess right <laughs> playing checkers yeah. we want to play right now we want to play chess and we don't have to be you know we don't want to be thinking about our minds right mm-hmm. like that we're beyond that that's january you figure that out right 
um, at that point of the season, not in March. So that's a concern, but it's also a concern to me whether or not DePaul, with how they like to play and their pace of play, um, they want to stay out of foul trouble. So they're just going to be in your way, but they're not going to clamp you down. No, you're with, right. You know, with traps and full pressure um, in full or three, three quarter or half court. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, honestly, when you think about it, and it's not a slight, everybody has their own style and you play to the strengths of your team and the strength of that team is to score the basketball. Mm -hmm. but my concern Gabe is can they stop people uh and that's Ryan the short answer is no I just looked it up they rank 355th out of 356 teams in opponents points per game um that's bad that that's bad we can say that's bad uh and just throwing shade it's statistics okay go ahead and George's offense does rank as the 50th best uh her hoop stats offense rate which is really good uh, and then their defense is ranked 11th in her hoops. That's defense rating. However, we, we <laughs> come on now. <laughs> okay. Don't lie now so, and, and the other thing is, so the thing that I'm going to, I'm going to concede, I'm going to concede okay. on this one. Cause the one thing is Georgia's turnover rate is so low. Uh, I mean, well, it's, okay. it's pretty high. Um, they give up to it's eight. They turn the ball over on 18.5% of their possessions. It's about middle. Yeah. They're 60th percentile. If they were any worse at that, I would say then the pace for DePaul is going to kill them. Yeah. But, but I will concede because Georgia's defense is so much better and they do have a ton of talent and they have that tournament experience. So we'll see. We'll yeah. see who's right on that one on the court side. Now my bracket on my bracket, I'm picking the slosh. I'm picking the slosh. Okay. But on, on this one, on the court side official, we'll go, we'll go UGA. Um, all right, hey, let's, let's move one. on. Okay. Uh, we're Iowa State, uh, UT Arlington. Oh, Iowa State. Done. Moving on. Uh, yeah. Here, here's an interesting. This game's gonna be super interesting. So, uh, Colorado versus Creighton. Creighton sorry. Um, both teams have struggled against top tier opponents. Mm-hmm. So I, that kind of cancels out in my analysis. Creighton shoots like a ton of threes. They, they have a great offense. They do. Not that great defense. No. Uh, the defense for Colorado is better. Then Creighton's defense certainly, and I think they have they're more defensive focused than the Blue Jays are. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think when you have these two teams that are evenly matched, I don't see a lot to separate them. Uh, Colorado has the best player on the floor, my my Hollinshed. So give me that good defense, best player on the court. I'll take Colorado. I went with Colorado also. Okay. I just think uh, the way that they are in sync offensively has been impressive all season. Mm-hmm. So that that kind of for me, gave them the edge. All right. Moving, moving on, moving along. <laughs> Iowa versus Illinois State. Uh, shouts, shouts to the Cinderella Illinois State who, who won their uh, conference as a five seed. The fighting Calvin Wetzels, as I like to call him. Our guy Calvin was there watching his, uh, watching his team uh, win right. their conference. Great for them. Uh, but the, the law firm needs their billable hours. So yeah billable hours yes Gabe yes Gabe oh I have so with the law firm man I've been waiting for my law puns to be relevant so I love it I can write some down for you before we before you get on the on the call good Uh, yeah give me those before you get on the call because in case you have to talk about Iowa okay so that's that's a that's a first round in Greensboro let's do the second round in Greensboro yeah um we'll start with uh South Carolina Miami uh it's 
it's tough. I'm sorry, Gabe. Uh, it's okay. It's yeah. okay. I picked South Carolina too. It's tough. It's okay. It's we, we're just going to mosey on over. All right. Here, here's one thing. One, one thing. Okay. If someone was to upset South Carolina. Okay. In the second round. Out of all right. the eight, nine seeds in this tournament, I think Miami has the best shot. Because Miami is not going to come into that game scared. They're not going to nope. come into the game, you know, worried about the uniform on the other side. They're not going to come in worried about the, the fans. Nope. They're going to play basketball. Yeah. The thing is, <laughs> South Carolina <laughs> plays basketball just a little bit better. Um, yeah. So I think, I, think, uh, I think it's safe to say we, we're both picking South Carolina. Yeah, we're going with South Carolina. I think, you know, the depth also – you know, mm-hmm. is going to be a, a key factor in that game. And no, Miami's not going to be afraid. You know, they're going to come in and, and run through the wall for Katie Meyer. They're for just sure. going to go for it. And, and no regrets. That's how they're going to play the game. No regrets. Uh, um, yeah. But at the end of the day, they have a double-double machine on the other side and Aaliyah Boston, who could be a big issue for them inside. Yeah, and, the, and they did struggle with the Lisa Cunane. Uh, the they other did. weekend but you know what, what hey look they, i'm just saying miami it should be a good a better game than people expect i think that might be yeah. something that's neat i i i'll say this i think don staley is going to be upset after the game because <laughs> it'll be too close or something that's right. just my that was my take all right moving yeah, on yeah let me see that unc arizona where are you going with this i'm going with arizona okay we disagree i'm going with the battle tested you have that too no we disagree Oh, wow. Okay. Talk to me then. No, no, you, you, you give me, tell me why you picked Arizona first and then we'll, and then I, we'll... yeah. Uh, I picked them because again, of their, their tournament experience coming mm-hmm. in. Um, Carolina doesn't really have that. I like the fact that um, momentum wise, the last 10 games, I know Arizona dropped a couple there down the stretch, but so did North Carolina. They did. So my edge goes to Arizona because of who played in the tournament last year to the championship game and that level of comfort and confidence I think it goes a long way I mean it's you can't teach experience and I think that's what Arizona brings to the table so here's my thing I've been pretty vocal about uh not believing in Arizona on this podcast yeah Um, yeah. and then they do have that win against Louisville and that's a that's a very very nice win this season uh that was like the second game of the year though so yeah. I'm not sure how much we could take from it. They've been injured. Um, they kind of look listless at times t- towards yeah. the end of the season, especially when Kate Reese went out. Um, if she's fully healthy, maybe, maybe I could see it. Um, I just don't expect her to be fully healthy. Okay. And I, this UNC team, I mean, you look at the teams they've lost to NC state, Notre Dame, Georgia tech, uh, Virginia tech. And, and I think all those teams are awesome. I, I would say all those teams are a little bit better than Arizona. So to me, I just think the balanced attack of UNC is really tough to defend against. Um, I think they have, I think they have some nice matchups, especially on the wing with Deja Kelly Mm -hmm. and and Alyssa Utsby. Um, I I, got to go. I think UNC to me uh, is the, is the best pick here just because I think they're just more dynamic and versatile and able to change and game plan a little bit more for Arizona. Now the second round, you don't see as much game planning just because there's such no. a tight turnaround. Right. But I, I just think they're going to be able to attack those spaces in Arizona's defense that are that are there. Um, not that Arizona does not have Arizona has a great defense. I'm not saying that, but there are there are gaps there. Um, and I just think that 
North Carolina could take advantage of those gaps. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to stick with UNC. Do you, are you, would you uh, be offended if we switch it? We can, can we can keep arguing if you want to. No, I, I wouldn't be offended. Uh, we'll, we'll go one-to-one. You switched with the Georgia thing. So I'll, yeah, I'll go ahead and. I'll, Do you believe though? Do you believe me? Do you need more convincing? Give me one more reason why. Okay. Uh, let me, let me give you one more reason why. Let me see. Um, statistical statistic statistical reason well here here it is i mean if we want to look so i've been trying to look at everything through the four factors um just because in the tournament it's tough like i haven't watched all these teams play in their conference tournaments right so it's very difficult to understand where these teams are at this exact moment so we have to we have to rely on the stats a little bit more one of the four factors is rebound um we can look at offensive rebound rate defensive rebound rate for both teams uh, okay. here we go north carolina offensive rebound rate 43rd best in the country okay defensive rebound rate for arizona is 161st in the country and they're 331st in defensive rebounds per game so offensive glass is going to be there if if north carolina could take advantage of it mm. and then the other thing is that arizona won't be able to take as much advantage of that offensive rebounding focus that UNC is going to have because they don't play with a ton of pace. So there you go. Okay. a statistical case, I think that's, that's where I'm leaning because both teams are really, if you look at their high level stats, they're, they're pretty evenly matched up. You look at, you know, right. some of the, some of the other things they've, they've done. Um, and, and they're pretty just they're evenly matched teams. It's just, I think that rebounding is going to give them an edge. And I think North Carolina's versatility uh, and ability to play at different paces will also give them an edge. I like it. Sold. Sold. <laughs> Sold. Remove it. Statistical. I, you know, it, it tilted the balance for me and the scale. So I'm good. Yeah. We, we, we might have to abandon this idea at some point because we're 30 minutes into the podcast and we haven't gotten to the first region. I knew this was going to happen. I knew this was going to happen. I knew this was going to be like a two hour podcast. It doesn't matter. I know. I just had to make sure, you know, because I have things set in my head. You know, sometimes I need, I need things. No, no. Set walk me away from my thoughts sometimes so that was you know statistical things walk me away there we go there we go i'm glad i'm glad i could be convincing my law degree was useful for something uh, and law law for me hey, to add gabe on here i need to add I, gabe I, I, i'll be an associate i'll be an associate <laughs> the clark and susanna law firm uh aga georgia versus iowa state um cyclones are three seed georgia is six seed who you got there i'm going with iowa state yeah I just think they just play like a blender. You know, you push that button mm-hmm. for them and they are just like on a thousand. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm going with them. And I think, you know, we were talking about earlier wins, like with, you know, uh, Louisville being beaten early in the season, but Iowa was beaten earlier in the season by this Ohio State. I mean, by this Iowa State team. And I think that gives them confidence coming into the tournament. I mean, obviously outside of the conference, but in-state rivalry um and they hadn't beaten them in in several seasons so i think they're riding on a high uh in terms of that mm-hmm. and and knowing that they have that belief and trust that they can do that so i'm giving them the edge in that game yeah they're i mean they're one of the best three-point shooting teams in the country yeah. and it's not it's not one of those like i don't think it's a flash in the pan thing i think it's just awesome at three-point no. shooting um they're also second in the nation for free throw percentage Whoa. So give me that. Give me, give me the free yeah. throws. Sold. Uh, so sold, <laughs> sold in Iowa State. No more, no further discussion necessary. Iowa, Colorado. 
I'm going uh, Iowa on that. Yeah, I'm going Iowa. Okay. Wait, I and- just think the post presence, post presence is going to make a huge difference now, you know, for yeah. all of the teams, but with Sonano shooting almost 70% from the floor, come on. And, and Clark leading the country and scoring with under 20, just under 28 and then eight assists leading the country in that too. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're a machine right now. That one, two punch is going to be tough for them to, uh, to defend and their offense. Like I said earlier, Colorado, they can put the ball in the basket. Okay. But I think Iowa has enough disruptors defensively. And I also think that Colorado, I'm not sure if they have an answer inside to defend, even if it's double or triple coverage on Monica Sonano, uh, then what are you going to do with Gabby Marshall? What are you going to do with Warnock? Or, or, what are you yeah, going to do with yeah. Clark on the outside? I mean, yeah. you know, they have too many weapons. No, they have too many weapons if you load up on Sonano. I think they're just, they're starting five is so good. And this yeah. is the time when, you know, we, hey, we, we have our depth issues with Iowa, but I don't, we don't need depth right now. We need five players who can stay healthy for three weeks. Let's go. That I think, part. Kate Martin, too. Don't forget Kate, about Kate Martin. Though. That, that's what I'm saying. Kate Martin and McKenna Warnock. Martin like, hey, it's a good, it's a yeah. good team outside of the law firm. Okay. So that's our yeah. first two rounds for Greensboro. We'll come back for the Sweet 16 matchups, which are South Carolina and North Carolina, which is going to be really fun. And uh, Iowa State, Iowa. We'll come back to that. We'll come back to that okay. later. Let's move down to Wichita. You ever been to Wichita? Okay. No, but I am going there for the second round. Oh, really? I didn't, I realize yeah. that. Or the, the, the third and fourth round. Yeah. Third and fourth round. Yeah. So I'll be oh. there next week. I didn't know. That's awesome. So you're doing, yeah. we're, we're both going to College Park. Christy's yes. working for real. I'm just going to hang out. Uh, yeah i'll be working but i just could sit around and watch basketball it's amazing uh and then you're going to wichita for the regional finals yes oh awesome yes so that'll be fun i do not know that yet okay Uh, of this moment no i am not but i will be watching with uh bated breath um but with uh i have been to wichita before when i was recruiting because i coached in college for 10 years so there was a junior college there and i went there and that's been a while, but I've been there once, I think, oh. or maybe twice. Once I've or twice. Heard, I've heard it's pretty cool now. I've heard Wichita's yeah. pretty cool. Uh, regardless, sorry, we can we can get to the basketball. <laughs> <We're back. laughs> uh, Louisville versus Albany. Uh, Louisville, or we're we're good on that. Louisville, yep. Uh, guys, thanks for playing Albany. Have a have a nice year. We'll see you next year. Uh, <laughs> you said thanks for playing. Right. Okay, go ahead. Uh, Nebraska Gonzaga, and I do have to mention a, a mistake I said on the last podcast. Ashley Scoggin is actually not with the team anymore, uh, and I didn't—I forgot about that because we got really excited about the Big Twelve, the Big Ten teams on our last yeah. podcast. Um, that changes a lot of the calculus for Nebraska. Jazz Shelley is an incredible, incredible player, and I don't want to take anything away from her. I just think Gonzaga is a little better, so I'm going with the Zags. I mean, I, Scoggin not being with the team is, is a crushing blow. Mm-hmm. Um, to them uh, at this juncture because of the way that she spread the floor. Mm-hmm. I mean, they needed her out there. I mean, Alexis Markowski, the, the Big Ten freshman of the year, uh, has had such a fantastic season. So they need, they need space. They need floor spacers around mm-hmm. a player like that. I mean, she can space the floor too and picking pups and knocking in threes. So don't get that uh, mistaken. But I think without all of your horses in place that's going to be tough for nebraska so and i love amy williams and what she's done with the team and what she stands for and the great mentor that she is for the game and for the young women yeah um 
I'm just like, that's going to be tough. It's hard to count them out because of Jazz Shelley. And they've they've been playing, they have been playing without Scoggin for a little bit and they've been playing well. So they, they lost their first game without her uh, when they played Penn state and they've won every single game besides their semifinal loss to Iowa. So, yeah. I don't know. You want to do we just want to go to Nebraska here? We like Nebraska. I, I think we have to go to Nebraska because right, let's go to Nebraska. I just think Jazz Shelley, like she lives for these moments mm-hmm. and she could go completely off like triple double style, you know. Mm-hmm. And Markowski, uh, she is like such a, a fire motor kid. Um, yeah, that's even a word, it's a word now. <laughs> um, but she just possesses such a, a motor about her that, you know, Amy Williams has said she has come into the office you know, at the beginning of the season anyway, and said, I just want to win. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't care. Like, I don't, I don't, I'm not going to just say, I want to average this and that and the other thing. I want these minutes. It's just like, I don't care. I want to win. And that's the mentality she's had all year, which is why she was freshman of the year. Yep. But I just think that, you know, she motivates that team too. as a freshman, she motivates that team to just stay the course. And, and, you know, you can't measure that kind of toughness. And uh, Gonzaga's biggest strengths on the offensive glass, as we mentioned before. I mean, as we, we've mentioned this stat before, but uh, Nebraska's defensive rebound is actually really strong. So uh, I'm cool picking Nebraska there. Let's move on. Uh, Oregon, Belmont. Oh, oh, this one was <laughs> tough for me because I really, I really love Belmont. Uh, they pulled off an upset last year. Alicia mm-hmm. Clark went there. Um, she did. I just think Oregon's an elite team and they're healthy. They're healthy now. They hit that patch earlier where, wow, they had almost everybody was hurt, mm-hmm. you know, from their starting five, at least three of them. So I'm, I'm going with Oregon on that one. Cool. Me too. Tennessee, <laughs> Buffalo. Mm. I, I got, all right, here, I'll say one thing and I'll let you pick. Cause I want to hear your pick yeah. first. Okay. Uh, this one. I'll say two things. Jordan okay. Horston may or may not play in this game. Uh, we have no, we don't know yet. We don't know. It has not seemed optimistic. Tennessee is four and six in their last 10 games. Okay. So who are you picking? That was my huge factor. Is Jordan Horston healthy? And if she is healthy, how healthy is she? Mm-hmm. You know, yes, you want to play, but you fractured your left elbow. Like it's not a strain. Yeah. I'll put some ice on it, put it in a bucket, get some stem on it. No, you fractured an actual bone. Your left elbow like I get it. So what we were talking about before in terms of trending in the proper direction at this juncture, I don't think Tennessee is doing that, unfortunately, because while they were all the way up to number four in the country earlier this season. So this is a team that has struggled, you know, green went out early to mm-hmm. the injury out mm-hmm. from the season. So you're taking away some key pieces and obviously Horson did everything for them leading scorer, rebounder, assist maker steals, like everything. every single statistic she was the leader in. If she does come back because of principle and integrity of the spirit of sport, you just want to be there for your team. You don't want to go out there if you're not 100% no. healthy. And I think, I don't think she could be. How could she possibly be? I, I mean, even if they do everything and in, in, in a great manner four or five times a day to treat her to expedite the healing process, she hasn't played in almost a month now. I think that's going to be hard. So I'm going with Buffalo. I'm going with Buffalo. Deja Fair is really good. 
uh, potential Beck, potential Becky Hammond award winner. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, give me, give me Buffalo. Give me Buffalo. I think the, are they the, they're the Buffalo Bulls, right? Oh, don't get me on the mascots. I just know that. Um, yeah, they're the Buffalo Bulls. Like well, Jack is the coach, and that's my girl. So. <laughs> no, I, I, I like them. The Buffalo Bulls, though. Oh, whatever. We, we don't have to. We're, we're moving on. We're moving on. We're moving on. Okay. Uh, BYU Villanova. I got BYU. I think BYU's been one of the better teams in the country throughout the year. I, I think you know, losing in their they lost to Gonzaga in their conference championship. Mm-hmm. Um. So that's that's not great, but they've been one of the best teams all year. And Shaley Gonzalez is another Becky Hammond Award yeah. nominee. Yeah. Um, they're they're talented all around. They're experienced. Mm-hmm. So I'm going with BYU as much as Villanova is good, um, but I think BYU is just better. I mean, Villanova beat UConn, or yeah. you know, earlier this season, so they have the capability of of really, you know, bearing down and and getting the job done. However. I think BYU is a team that we haven't discussed enough this season. I think they have really played well as a collective group. Yes, they have their stars, but I think, you know, I don't think that people give them their just due. I think I put them in the same category as like an Iowa state, right? They, they mm-hmm. consistently stayed, you know, ranked all season long, but it's just, you don't really talk about yeah. their, their makeup and and who they are, their philosophies. Like we don't know about them enough, um, but we know they're winning, <laughs> and we know how they're getting it done. And and it's and it's with great team play. So I'm going with them. I, I think they are a little bit um, underrated. So I, I think yeah. that's gonna. I think they're a little bit motivated but again. That's 16th. Um, Chats Villanova. Maddie, I always mess up her last name. Segrist. That's it. Perfect. Maddie Segrist, because there's an I before an E. Who makes English last names? That's all I want to know. Um, she's the second. So this is one of our stats from the Her Hoop Stats newsletter, stat for every single team. Uh, she is the second leading scorer in Division One with 25.9 points per game to go along with 9.5 rebounds per game since 2009-2010. Uh, the only other players to reach those numbers are Chinea Gumake. Megan wow. Gustafson, Ooh. Alain Daldon, okay. Alicia Clark. Wow. Three of them play for the wow. Mystics now. Just I mean, I was going to say, are we talking about the Mystics or are we talking about, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. So maybe, maybe next year, uh, Maddie Segrist gets, gets on the, gets on the Mystics and we get all four of those players. Chene, I, mean. uh, I don't think is coming over to the Mystics anytime soon. All right, moving on. BYU over Villanova. Let's go to Michigan and American. I personally love this American team. Yeah. Uh, I got to see them in the in the Pat League semis and finals. They run a motion offense. You will have mm-hmm. to prepare for them. You will have to yeah. know how that the motion the it's traditional motion, so it's not the five out motion that a lot of people play. Right. You're, right. you're going to have to be prepared for it. They play good, solid defense. They talk a lot. They close out really well. They're one of the best closeout teams in the country. Um, I love I love their story. I love Emily Fisher, their point guard. Um, picking Michigan. I, I'm taking Michigan because of Nas Hillman and Leah Brown. Um, I just think the way they went out of the tournament, I, you know, to mm-hmm. Nebraska, I, I just think that that was a shocking blow to them. Uh, I think that, you know, they, they struggled down the stretch of the regular season, dropped a couple of games there in, in, um, in Big Ten play, and then lost in the quarters in Indianapolis. I think they're hungry. I think they have something to prove. I mean, they went to the Sweet 16 last year with the same group, uh, essentially, um, but I like Felia coming off the bench, uh, you know, the freshman, 
Layla Felia, mm-hmm. um, and what she's able to do as well. So it's not all on the shoulders of Nas Hillman. They have so many great players like Maddie Nolan who can knock in shots. I think it's going to be a really um, strong testament to the sting of losing in the quarters in, in the Big Ten. And I think that level of momentum is going to carry them in this game and possibly beyond. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry that I wasn't. Uh, I was looking away while you were talking. Uh, oh, the uh, AP All-American teams just dropped up. Just dropped. Oh, um, that was so, hard. Uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, we'll talk about that on the next podcast, maybe. Okay. Um, also, just like one thing, AP. I get that you're a written media, whatever. Can I just get like a list? Like, I just need like here's a graphic of all of the people on the on the list specifically uh, for when they, these things drop during our podcast. Um, yeah. That's my that's my only thing. That's that's all I got. <laughs> For now, and then we'll talk, we'll look at the we'll look at the the team uh, momentarily. Uh, all right, where let's move on. So we both have Michigan there. Um, shouts to American though. I, I think they have a chance, but shouts to American. Yeah, I all mean, right. great job this year though. Oh yeah, yeah, love love it for them. Love it for them that they get to go. Uh, let's move on to Ole Miss, South Dakota. South Dakota is a really good team, so I don't think that maybe they'll need your pick, Ole Miss, because. Um, South Dakota is really, really good. Actually, our stat for them is they are one of only five teams with the points per play of at least 0.89 on offense and a points uh, allowed per play of 0.71 on defense. So oh boy. really efficient offense, stifling defense. Uh, where do you want to go with that? Who, who are you going with? Man. Wait, give me some more stats. Give me some more stats. Give me some more stats. Uh, I mean, let me let me pull it up. I'll pull it up. I I okay. so I picked Ole Miss uh, just because I don't think South Dakota is going to have a great answer for Shakira Austin if she's on one. Okay. Um, they do right. have some. They do have some really nice bigs. Um, they are they never turn the ball over, and that's part of why their offense is super okay. efficient. And those are the yeah. teams too. You know, if you if you don't turn the ball over like they do, and if you shoot free throws and they shoot them pretty well you're going to have a good chance because that means that means you're not going to give away the game. So it's not going to be your, right. you're not going to be giving away game. Ole Miss is a team that can give away the game. Uh, and we've seen that this season on, on different occasions. I'll get their turnover rate. I mean, they're actually pretty good in, in terms of turnover rate, 64th in the nation, but they're a team that can give away games that, that can lose focus a little bit, but they're also a team that right. can really pressure you. And when they're on, as we saw against South Carolina in the SEC championship, mm-hmm. they, they can motor back. So I went with Ole Miss. Um, but I think, you know, to me, it's just a, a coin flip at this point. I mean, I, I'd like Ole Miss, but, and I'm going with them just to cut mm-hmm. to the chase. I am concerned, however, with sometimes they have those lulls in the games. Mm-hmm. I, I am a little concerned with that, but I think, you know, the NCAA tournament is the only motivation that you need and knowing that it's one and done. So I think that may carry them and that may cure the inconsistencies that they have had. Mm-hmm. Um, and those droughts offensively where, you know, they're, they're trying to get a bucket and it's just not happening for them. Uh, but I think, I think they're going to be, I think they're going to be motivated in this, in this situation to, to be at their best. So I'm going with them. All right. Uh, then we, then we move on to Baylor and Hawaii. We're both picking Baylor. Yes. Okay. Now all right, at this point, we're, we're at 49 minutes and we're only through, we're only through the one and a third of the four we have to do. So okay, I'll keep it quick. We're, we're, we're going to, we're only going to discuss the ones okay. where we disagree. 
All right. Okay. So Louisville, Nebraska. I got Louisville in the second Louisville. round. Okay. Louisville. Louisville, moving on. Uh, thanks. Thank you. Thank you for being there, Nebraska. Uh, also, that game's at home. Uh, Oregon, Buffalo. A little bit more interesting than I think people would think. Uh, I think I think I'm going to Oregon. Oregon too. I'm going with Oregon in that. Yeah. Uh, here, let's. I'm gonna skip BYU, Michigan for a second. Okay. Uh, Ole Miss okay. versus Baylor. Uh, I think Baylor's got that. Baylor. Okay. It's gonna be a good game though. It's not gonna be a blowout. It's gonna be very close. Well, and and you get you get Nelissa Smith versus Shakira Austin. Hopefully that matchup happens many many more times throughout yes. the years in the in the in the WNBA. Yeah. Okay. BYU, Michigan. I have a feeling we disagree because I got BYU. Oh, see, you're right. I'm going Michigan. Okay. Um, as what I'm saying, I think their momentum of being stung in the Big Ten tournament is going to mm-hmm. carry them through. I don't have like a great statistical reason for this. Uh, <laughs> I, I, was, I, I, just, I was waiting on it. You saw me waiting on it. I was leaning up. Like, waiting. I, I, don't, I don't have a lot of great reasons for this. I, I do. I like, I like what Michigan's done. Um, I think Nas has been amazing all year. And I think that's very, very clear to everyone. Um, they, they do sometimes struggle. Um, and I think a team like BYU is, mm-hmm. is um, a team that can give them problems. I mean, they, they're really super efficient on offense. They get a lot of their points from three. They space you out a lot. Um, mm-hmm. Not Nas is going to have to play out some on the perimeter. She's proven that she can do that pretty often. Right. Um, they're a team that, you know, they, they kind of play a little bit like Nebraska, BYU does. And Nebraska just beat Michigan. Um, I hear that. So I can I, see that. I can see that's that. that's why I got the upset. I also just kind of want it everywhere else. I don't have a uh, I have one other six seed getting to the sweet 16. I kind of want actually I may have too many. Um, but I just kind of I, I just think that BYU is really, really good. This is has not that's less to do with Michigan and like picking those upsets where I'm just like, I think BYU might be flat out better. Wow. But maybe they're better for some of the game. But I think in the long haul, I think it's going to go Michigan's way. Okay, let's do rock, paper, scissors for this one. Okay, let's go. All right. Go, come on. Rock, paper, scissors. Shoot. Shoot. Oh, yay! You went after me. Okay, okay. Just okay. put the hand behind our back on three. We're okay. going gonna... to... All right, all right. So you got, you got your choice? Okay. All right, all right. Three, two, one. Okay, this is why rock, paper, scissors, shoot is not a good way to decide things. I don't know who came up with this. There's a tie for everything. Who came up with rock, paper, scissors? Who came up with this? It's a bad game. Okay, I need a, I need a quarter. Actually, I'm just going to Google quarter. Okay, flip it. Quarter flip. We both had a rock. That's good, though. Okay, I'm, we're flipping a coin. He- all right, all right. Uh, all right, call it in the air. It is in the air. Heads or tails? Tails. It is heads. We're that going with BYU on the official. I can't see it. I can't I, see I, it I promise. I pro- I would lie. I would not lie. Okay. We flipped a coin on Google. It came up heads. I will take a screenshot of this. Just okay, yeah. Just just I need for- evidence. I need statistical evidence like everything else today. There we go. There we go. I have the screenshot. I'll provide I'll provide you okay. with a, a copy. I'll call my lawyers at the <laughs> I got two right here. Like we- <laughs> it'll it'll be uh, notarized. It'll be notarized. All right, we got we got we got motor. We got a motor. Uh, I'm sorry, the Spokane region. We're probably gonna move. Actually, no, we're not because this is where the Maryland. Come on, the we, Maryland can, we can do it. Okay, we can do. Let's it. get to uh, all right. Stanford, 
Montana State, Stanford. Stanford. Okay. Cool. Uh, let's let's move to the bottom of the bracket. We're, we're going to do okay. it a little differently. We're going to go bottom up here. All right. Texas, Fairfield. Okay. Texas. Texas. Easy. Yeah. Texas is awesome. Um, yeah. This one's interesting. Utah, Arkansas. I think you know where I'm going on this, but I'd like to hear what you're, you're going with Arkansas. Yeah. You're going with Arkansas. You're going with Arkansas. I, I think, um, no, but I, I definitely think they have the tools to, to get that win mm-hmm. and to move on. I, I think that's another team that's under the radar, not talked about enough in terms of what they bring. So, Wow. Utah earns a trip to the line on 21% of its two point attempts. Well, that's crazy. That's really that high. That is high. And they shoot, they shoot free throws well. Uh, I think teams that rely too much on in getting stuff at the free throw line. Do you, do you agree with this, actually? Teams that get a lot from the free throw line um, without star players are actually at a disadvantage in the tournament just because refs tend to swallow their whistles more? I, you know, I don't know. I mean, I have been, um, I think I told you this when we first started the podcast that there was a game um, when I was coaching high school mm-hmm. and we were in the championship game and we averaged about 20 attempts a game. Mm-hmm. We went to the line one time Ooh. in the championship game. And it was on a, a, a fast break and our kid got hammered on an and mm-hmm. one. She made the shot. That was our only free throw all game. So there's a lot to be said for that. And that was, it was unfortunate. And not that I'm, you know, bringing out the violence or anything, but it does happen where there are no calls <laughs> in yep. championship situations. And you just, you know, my kids have scratches across their neck, hair pulled out of their head. And, you know, this is what happens. But uh, 21% is a lot, <laughs> it, but a lot. if you, if, if you have relied on that, and I think, you know, when you get to postseason and you're used to going 21% of the time, if you go 2% or, or 5% of the time, that's going to crush your overall production, which it did for us. And we no. ended up losing by like five, I think three or five or something. No, so this story may have like informed this theory in the back of my head. Cause I forgot that yeah. you told, you did tell the story one time. I did tell that story maybe uh, more than once. That's uh, irritating. <laughs> But anyway, but go ahead. <laughs> Arkansas is uh, yeah. it was, it, they're they're one of my darling teams. Um, that one of the few teams though that play with a ton of pace and don't turn the ball over. So our stat, like the, the the her hoop stats thing, you have to get check it out in the newsletter. Um, only one team in the country turns the ball over less per possession than Arkansas. So they're they're second in that. They only mm. turn the ball over at uh thirteen point five percent. So that is good they don't turn the ball over they they are pretty experienced um and they shoot threes and they shoot threes so i i think they're they're good to make the second round over utah um Mm -hmm. okay here lsu jackson state i had jackson state in one of my other brackets i think my first impression one Uh, i'm going with louisville though i mean uh, with lsu 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 i mean a three-headed monster on the perimeter for them i mean come on and no, I think I, what do they win? Do they win 25 games this year? 25 and something? Uh I can tell you that. Oh, right. I know it's more than 20. Um, 25 and five. Yeah, there we go. 25 wins. I mean, it tells you something. And and postseason is yes, we're talking about free throw percentages and all that and getting to the line or not. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, this part of the season, your guards have to carry you and not just your their scoring ability, but their defense right there yep. they have to be bringing it like that and i think when you have pointer and you have morris and cherry i think those three right there i mean i wouldn't want to come down the floor uh-huh. with the ball in my hand and see any of them so <laughs> that's just what i'm saying um but i wouldn't want to see anyone because i couldn't really handle the ball well. so um but <laughs> but big picture for this year 
um, you know, for the tournament, I think that's what has them at an advantage, their perimeter play. I think I just wanted to see Kim Mulkey freak out in like her whatever ridiculous <laughs> sequence tiger shirt she's going to have on because that was one of the highlights of the conference tournaments. <laughs> We're having a complete meltdown while wearing yeah. a sequence tiger shirt uh, in the SEC tournament against Kentucky. Um, just, yeah. Just like you can't write that stuff. You can't. That's a lot. So hopefully yeah. we get that. I'm not mad at her though. I'm not mad at her though. I'm not mad at her though. I mean, Tom Izzo can do it, you know, without oh, yeah. sequence and all that. Hey, Tom Izzo can do it. All these other guys can do it. And once, you know, Kim Mulkey does it, it's like, and I'm not saying you're saying it oh, like no. this, but I'm saying like, as soon as she like, you know, does what she does, it's like, oh my God, she's out of control. No. Oh my God. She has passion. Just like the dudes have passion and let her live. Like she loves the game the same way. Stop freaking out and categorizing and putting women in a box for having the same level of passion and yeah. energy and love of the game and integrity of the game period. Okay. Let's just, I just had to say that because that that's really irritating when there's a double standard for the display of passion and yeah. men and women, whether it be coaching or playing, I hate I it. Agree. If you love the game, love the game the way you do. If you're intense about it, if you're Phil Jackson-esque, that's cool too. That's you do you. Sure. If that's how you choose to display your passion and, and level of uh, whatever energy, then do that. You know, and, and I, I just think it's hilarious. Oh, well. No matter who does it, coaches, <laughs> please freak out because I'm here for it. And, and let me tell you, if I was a coach, I get kicked out of like every third game 100% because I have no self control. So I just find it hilarious. So please, Kim, Kim, never, never, ever change uh, on that front. Don't ever change. Uh, I'm just saying it's very entertaining. Yeah. I'd like to see it again. Uh, so Jackson, Jackson State, make, make close. Um, Amisha, Amisha Williams is really good. So watch her. Mm -hmm. Watch it. Okay, we have we have to move on. We have to move through. Okay. Ohio State versus Missouri State or Florida State. Uh, no shade to Missouri State or Florida State. Uh, I just don't think they're good enough to beat Ohio State, uh, the Big Ten co-champions this year. Yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, Ohio State has too much, and when I say too much, I mean when you have J.C. Sheldon and Taylor Mike so mm -hmm. scoring almost forty plus points a game combined, um, but also. Their defense this year has yes. been on another level. Um, their two-two-one pressure is is tough to to crack, um, and that's why they won a, a piece of the regular season title with Iowa. Okay. Their ability to defend. I mean, if they didn't have that piece of their uh, of their game in terms of their ability to disrupt, they wouldn't have gotten that uh, share of the regular season title. So, you know, kudos to Kevin McGuff and his team. And plus I want to see Kevin do the gritty again. <laughs> I called him out the other day with, and he tweeted back at me, which is, you know, I was surprised, but it was, it was really funny. So they were like, I think Ohio state said we're going dancing or something. And I was like, you need a remix no. of the gritty that Kevin McGuff did. And he was like, um, no, we don't dot, dot, dot. And I was like, <laughs> Yes, me too. <laughs> yes, we do. Hey, He's if they, so funny. It was great. I love that. <laughs> if they get through the Sweet 16, he had, absolutely has to do it. Okay, let's move. Let's move up. We're gonna we're gonna skip past the College Park region uh, area for the moment. Uh, Kentucky and Georgia Tech. I got I got the uh, the Yellow Jackets of Georgia Tech. Uh, my wife. I had Georgia went there, Tech too. So. And what did you say at the end? I'm sorry. I thought. You were oh, there. my wife went there, so I'm I'm gonna pick that. Oh, I think Kansas yeah. is a lovely team, but I think Georgia Tech is. Uh, just, I like them. Was she, was your wife standing behind you, like breathing down your neck when you were making that choice or <laughs> are you just going on that choice? No, I know no. You're, a newlywed. She, you're still a newlywed. It's under a year. So 
she she knows i'm just gonna do whatever makes her happy <laughs> that's mary as i always say i'm married for a reason folks i'm not i'm not stupid happy wife um, happy life that's all i'm trying to tell you that and, and also and also tech has <laughs> tournament experience Rael Kubai is going to be the best player on the floor in that game. Yeah, um, yeah. And if she's healthy, we'll have to see, right? We'll have to see how healthy she is. She took a nasty bump on the chin. I uh, need yeah. stitches. So we'll see how healthy she is, but I think she's going to be fully ready to go. And I think they will move on against Kansas, who is a, a very good team. They are a very good team. They are a very good team. I, I, I like I like Georgia Tech. Um, you know, they were just sturdy in the mm-hmm. ACC this year. And and Nell Fortner. Yeah. <laughs> Nell, yes, right? <laughs> Nell on <laughs> wheels. Nell on wheels, Nell yes, like I love it. Or Nell, Nell yeah, Nell yeah. yeah, that's what it is. Okay, <laughs> Nell yeah, I like it. Uh, yeah, Nell yeah. Okay, now let's get to the thing we've probably been focusing on the most, which is yeah. this College Park uh, first, first and second round region. Uh, yeah. Shouts to Maryland for getting that four seed. Thank you, thank you, Turpins. Uh, Terrapins? How, how do you say it? Terrapins. Terrapins. I call them. I mean, obviously they're the Terps, um, yeah. but. The Terps get the four seed, allowing us to watch yeah. these games very close to home. Love we'll, it. S- we'll start with Maryland, Delaware. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we, we know which way we're going. <laughs> if you listen to this podcast or are looking behind Christy at the moment, um, oh. you, know, you know we you know we keep up with Maryland very closely. Uh, right. I, I'm I'm going with Maryland. Do you agree? I do. Okay. Uh, but I will say that Jasmine Dickey is a problem. Mm-hmm. And she just said that she was headed to the WNBA draft last mm-hmm. night uh, on uh, Tuesday night. So she's from Baltimore. It's, it's going to be low. Um, you know, and the thing, and, and to, to Brenda Freeze's credit, uh, you know, she's from Baltimore. Same with Angel Reese, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they probably bumped past, who knows? Oh, for sure. Uh, through uh, high school, AAU and all that stuff. <clears throat> but she was not that player. No. Years back. She has worked on her craft and it has gotten her game to where it is now. So um, she didn't miss out on this kid. Like this kid put in the time and the work. Um, and Jasmine is, is just a, a, a cold killer. That's why I mean. she's so tough. And in every aspect of, of the game, I mean, a double, double machine, another, another player is going to give you a lot of activity on both sides of the ball, but they need more than that um, mm-hmm. against a balanced Maryland team that has everyone back an experienced Maryland team. I know uh, they played, it was it last season and it was 99 to 55. Um, yeah. I'll, I'll was it get last that. season or the year before that? I know I've been jamming in all these nuggets in my head. I want to say it was last season because I remember was that it last season. I yeah, remember, they, I remember that happened. Early on. Yeah, yeah they, I believe it was early, like November, December. Um, it was the not year this season, but previous season. Yeah. Let me see. I think it might be 2009. Yeah, they played in 2019. Oh, wow. So it was a couple of years Two years ago. ago. So, I mean, I, I bet you a lot of those players on Delaware are still on that team. At least I'll, I'll check it now. Um, yeah. yeah, Jasmine Dickey was there. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, Lizzie O'Leary, who's a really nice high post passer, and they run a lot of their stuff through her. Um, Those two are on the team. I I haven't checked the whole roster, but I mean, I'm sure some of there's there's fresh memories from getting their butts kicked by Maryland in Maryland. Uh, I think that will play in Delaware's favor. And the one thing I will say, because I'm going Maryland too, um, I toy with the idea of taking of taking Delaware. But one thing that they really have to watch out for, and Maryland this year at times Mm -hmm. has looked a little 
loosey goosey. They they've looked a little unfocused at times, and we've we, we've mentioned uh, that on this podcast we before. We did. Um, if they do that on the defensive glass in this game, they will lose because yeah. Delaware is one of the best offensive rebounding teams in the country. They're six in offensive rebounding rate. Maryland is a hundred and seventy fifth in defensive rebound rate. Oh boy! So. I, and Jasmine Dickey in particular is excellent at, as a guard at getting to the right spot to keep, um, okay. Uh, to keep, sorry, I just got a text. There's a loose dog in our backyard. Um, Oh no. It's probably fine. Uh, Not a big deal. Uh, but the, to keep, they, they really have to be focused on keeping Dickey in particular and Mm -hmm. Delaware as a whole off the offensive glass. And if they didn't come in, not focused, looking ahead, whatever, whatever, Delaware right. can win this game. So that, that's the one thing I'll say is Delaware is good enough to win this game. They're going to need some help from Maryland being unfocused and not boxing out. I expect Maryland to be good at that. I expect yes. Maryland to be good at that. I expect Diamond Miller in particular to take on, to take some umbrage at this assignment with Jasmine Dickey. Cause I, I know, I know she's going to, I know there's going to be a lot of people talking about Jasmine and there's not going to be a lot of people talking about Diamond. I hope Diamond takes it to heart. And, and plays the best game that she can play because she's certainly one of the best players in the nation. So she has to shut down Dickey, not only with the ball in her hands, but on the glass as well. Absolutely. And for Diamond Miller in the tournament, only to have those four points. Yes. And yes, it's not always about your scoring ability. She's going to have to score in this game. Yeah. She's oh. going to have to be in double figures. Yes, she's going to do uh, her due diligence defensively against Jasmine Dickey, but she also needs to score. They need her point production in this game same with Ashley Wusu yeah they can't be uh you know and I know Wusu had 17 or 19 in that game in the quarterfinals in the tournament I get it she needs to have an efficient offensive game um as well yes she had uh, a lot of free throws in that game as well but when you have a player like Jasmine Dickey who rebounds the ball like a freaking machine I mean, in that game, what I have it right here, 27 points and 18 rebounds against Drexel in the championship game. Come on. And she's third in the country in scoring with 25 a game behind Caitlin mm-hmm. Clark and Maddie Segris of Villanova, right? Um, I don't know. I, I just think that, like you said, there has to be some pride taken on the defensive end. For sure. But there also has to be some legit lock-in mentality. I'm going at you with no fear, offensive production from all five starters from Maryland. All five need to, they need to, they need to uh, show well in this game and they need to leave no doubt. And for a team like Delaware, if they do take Jazz and Dickey away, who, who are the other players who are going to step up? And I know you said O'Leary, right? But she's, she's not, she's not super score, a skinner. Um, Skinner, Skinner's another, another player who can, she's really the only plus three point shooter. So, um, she's, she's the one that's going to have to get loose. I think Yeah. Um, in terms of scoring it, look, it's, it's Dickey or bust. Uh, so she's going to have to get loose. It, it, she's going to have to get right. loose. Ty, Ty battles. Another one. Um, she's Ty battle inside, yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I don't, it depends what Maryland's going to do. Mm-hmm. I think Maryland has to say though, like, like you're saying, you need a little bit of pride diamond, shut her down, shut her down, beat her on both mm-hmm. ends. She wants to. She wants to be this WNBA draft pick. She wants to get this attention right before you shut her down. That's what I would be if I if I was Brenda Freeze. I'd be preaching that all week, just saying. Yeah. She thinks she's better than you. Show her that she isn't, and hopefully that'll get Maryland focused and ready to go. Because if they come into this game, I'm telling you, if they come into this game 
thinking about the next one or, or trying to move on, I, they're not, they're going to lose. They're going to lose. No. Yeah. They have to be focused. And I think if anything, from that quarterfinal game, there were some situations and some moments in that game where they just were not yeah. focused. And whether that was on the offensive side or the defensive side, they just were not all the way there. And now to be 14 and one at home for Maryland um, this season, I think that is a huge advantage for them to be playing yeah. at home. Um, not only with the crowd and the momentum swings of games uh, being behind them or with them, I think the confidence of knowing how well they have played at home should count for something uh, for this Maryland team. And, you know, six overall in the country and their strength of schedule. Mm -hmm. I just think they have some advantages there where they're battle tested. We were talking about that with other teams, but I think this Maryland team, they're battle tested. I mean, they've won five of the last seven tournament titles in the big 10 that send, you know, six or more teams every season to the tournament and six teams go this year. So it's, it's a tough conference to play in. And when you can be a four seed nationally and the top 16, I mean, that, that's says something as well in terms of expectations, but also ability. So mm-hmm. now they need to go ahead and match those two things. Yeah. And we'll see how healthy Ashley Wusu is. We'll, we'll talk a little bit more about Maryland in a second. Let's go over to the other sure. side though. Yeah. Uh, Virginia Tech, Florida Gulf Coast is going to be the game of the tournament. Yeah. I'm going to tell you that right now. I think this is the game of the tournament. You look Absolutely. at, you look at all the four factors. They're like super evenly matched. Um, Virginia Tech's a bit better. I mean, Virginia Tech is substantially better on the defensive end um, than, than Florida Gulf Coast is. That being said, Florida Gulf Coast is a damn good team. And they run a very sophisticated five-out motion offense. Mm-hmm. It is tough to defend. It is really, really tough to defend. I think, you know, you, you mentioned, right, you, you heard Kenny Brooks, or did you talk to Kenny Brooks? And, and yeah. it's, it's a nightmare to play this team. So I will, I will make our pick in just a second, but I do want to hear what, like, what do you think of, of this matchup generally? I'd love it. Number one, because I, I listened into uh, a Kenny Brooks press conference after selection Sunday. And he was saying that first of all, Florida Gulf coast is not a 12 seed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he thought that was disrespectful for them. Um, but he also thought that, you know, the way that, that they played down the stretch that, they weren't quite deserving yeah. of five seeds. So, oh, I mean, you can look at the whole thing, but they're in and this is the matchup we have. But I think it's going to be really great to see two high-powered three-point shooting teams. He said that they shot the most threes in the ACC this year, Virginia Tech did. Yes, they did. And then he looked at Florida Gulf Coast and what their stats were, and they shot 300 more threes than they did all season. So first, this is a team first and three point rate, <laughs> first and three point rate in the nation. Wow. Okay. And it's like almost 1100 attempts from three for Florida Gulf Coast. I mean, let's go. Like, first of all, like you said, you got to be ready to guard that. And a lot of their threes come in transition and Kirsten Bell is not playing around with you. She's going to be a first round draft pick transfer from Ohio state. Oh, yeah. She's a dog. Uh, you know, she's a killer. And you know, they beat Michigan State earlier this season in overtime. And Nia Cloud had 50 in that game, but I digress. But I just think, you know, they have the ability to wear you down. And no. they wear you down defensively, too. And we're talking about their three-point shooting prowess, but they wear you down with their defense as well. And they're going to bring that energy on that side of the floor. So, I mean, I think health comes into mm-hmm. picture when we're talking about Virginia Tech, right? 
Yeah, no, health health definitely comes in the picture. I mean, we I talked about this on the ACC tournament podcast. She got hurt. She got hurt at the in that UNC game, and it was crazy. And there's actually a, a time where Virginia Tech took the lead on a Georgia Amore layup, and you they pan to the sidelines, and you see um, you see Kitley, who's like has her shoulder kind of tight into her, um, you know, kind of pick up her arms, um, mm-hmm. and and just like throw. It, she tried to throw her arms up, and she couldn't. She couldn't pick up her arms. So I don't know how healthy she will be. I, I assume she's going to give it everything she's got and she's playing in this one. I, I can't imagine Kenny Brooks going to keep her out. Um, but it'll be, if she's not a hundred percent. Yeah. And honestly, I think Florida golf coast is maybe the favorite because I don't understand how Florida golf coast and we'll get to Princeton, but I don't understand how those two teams are 11 and 12 seeds or 12 and 11 yeah. seeds respectively. Yeah. Yeah, because their own FGCU's only losses this year are to Princeton, who is a really good team according to all the stats that we have, and mm-hmm. Stetson, uh, who's it's Stetson, but whatever, who cares? You, you're going to lose in conference once in a while. Um, so I don't know. I mean, this team's just so good. I, I'm really, really excited. We want to talk about a shooter, Kendall Spray. Yeah, 88 of 193 this season. That's 45.6 percent. And her name That's is Kendall funny. Spray because she's spraying it from everywhere. <laughs> I love it. Hey, I mean, this team makes 11.83s per game. Florida Gulf Coast makes, not attempts. Like a lot of teams take that mm-hmm. many threes or whatever like that. No, they make 12 threes per game. And you have to be ready for that. I agree. They're going to be letting it fly. And Elizabeth Kitley, I know Kenny Brooks also said in the press conference after Selection Sunday that, you know, he made the call that she did not play in their last game in the ACC tournament. And she was in tears because she knew what that game meant for the program and for seeding, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, Which is probably why they got the five seed and a little disappointed Mm -hmm. in that. But it's because of situations and it's because of their health uh, in that, um, in the ACC tournament. So when she got hurt, she tried to grind it out against North Carolina, um, came back in the second half. And, you know, he said that he made the call because she would have probably tried to play in that last game oh, she, uh, she in the tournament. She was really upset. And again, like we were talking about with Tennessee and Jordan Horston, you want to play so badly yeah. <laughs> that you're going to play through pain and everything. But you don't want that to be a detriment to the overall result for the team either. You don't want to be taking away from the team because you're not 100 percent healthy. And that is such a grind for you mentally because you know what you can do when you're healthy, right? And just to have that opportunity taken away, I know it really hurt. I mean, it stings yeah. to me just thinking about a coach saying, hey, you can't play in this game. Oh my God. Like, and I haven't played in years, but that just that sinks me in <laughs> deep down. Like, I know that hurt her. So hopefully she's able to be um, mm-hmm. as close to 100% as possible because. Again, you don't want you don't want to take away from what the team is trying to accomplish either. All right, let's make a pick. I'm going. I'm going tech. The, the fight of Kenny Brooks. Oh man, I love Kenny Brooks. Man, I love him. You know, he had a great run at JMU. I, I I'm going with Carson Mesco in Florida Gulf Coast. <laughs> you know what? I'll change mine. I'll change mine just for that. I think they're going to upset them because I don't know about Kitley. I mean, she's the ACC Player of the Year. It's not like she's like a random player. Like. She is the key to their success. And if she can't be 100%, I'm giving the, maybe an overtime game, you know, like they did with Michigan State. I'm saying overtime, Florida there, Gulf Coast. There's there's not a lot separating these teams. So I, I think no. we go either way, and I, I like it. So well, we're going yeah. FGCU. 
Um, all right, let's pick the second round. Let, let's stick here in this little Maryland region. We'll talk about okay. Maryland versus FGCU. Uh, a lot of the same things we said still apply. I mean, yeah. Um, yeah. the one thing is, I think, in theory, Maryland should be better at switching than FGCUs. Yeah. I mean, the, the one switch you're going to have to watch out for is like Katie Benson getting on uh, Kirsten Bell, but they can scram that probably. It, it depends. They're going to yeah. be real. That's the thing with this one, too. Maryland's got to be yeah. really, really tight on the defensive end against uh, yeah. George uh, FGCU. I think Virginia yeah. Tech is one of those teams who I trust to do that. I'm just not sure if I trust Maryland to be that disciplined on the defensive end or be able to just switch every single pick or, or cut that yeah. they have. Yeah, I, I think what Maryland has done in the last two seasons when they have changed their, they've overhauled their defensive schemes um, mm-hmm. to kind of the Texas Tech way of playing on the men's side, yeah. um, which is switch everything and and gamble with that. Like you said, they have to scramble out of mismatches. They have to do their best to shade and stay attached, especially to the three-point shooters for Florida Gulf Coast. So I think that's going to be intriguing to see if they can do that. Um, but I, I like their chances. I like their chances with it. And I think that's going to be interesting to see. I mean, they're, they're not a stranger to, to Bell because she was at Ohio State. Mm-hmm. So they have kind of a, a personnel read on her already because they physically have, have competed against her before. So I think that's an advantage, but I also think the overhaul of Maryland's defense is going to be an advantage in this game. Um, I just realized that uh, scram means scramble. I always yeah. thought it was like the big telling the guard to scram. Oh. Get out of here. That made a lot more sense <laughs> I mean, to me. It's the same deal. No, it's, it's the same, the same deal. thing. It's just scramble. Scr- scramble makes a lot more sense. Uh, <laughs> th- this is your daily reminder, guys, that I, 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 am, I am just a little, a little dumb um no. i am it's fine i don't mind um let me see what she did against maryland it's the only thing i want to see uh where, what bell did against maryland um she had five points and she had six points so she and then in the oh in the conference uh uh tournament she had 13 points against maryland oh 13 oh. six and five against maryland so that's her most recent experience again against uh against uh, kirsten bell um yeah so i'm 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 confident of picking Maryland here. Are you confident of picking Maryland? I'm going Maryland there. Yeah, I'm going with Maryland. But we'll see. I mean, because again, though, like FGCU, one of the best three-point shooting teams in the country. So yeah. if they just get hot, and Bell stays out of foul trouble, and you know Maryland from Maryland or Virginia Tech, they don't they don't have a great strategy against her. Like FGCU could totally make it to the Sweet Sixteen. It'd be a problem. Yeah, I, and they're very Agreed. very very underseeded. So that that's our little Maryland. Uh, talk there and we, we will be there so make sure you keep up with us yeah. on, on twitter yeah um okay let's pick the rest of the spokane round of 32 we got stanford georgia tech i mean i like georgia tech but stanford <laughs> stanford yeah and i love i love them too but yeah stanford stanford um they're just solid defensively like they're so solid all around and it's just like yeah. it's such a different it's such a different offensive system that you're yeah. not gonna, you're not going to be able to prepare, especially as a nine seed, because you're going to come into that eight that eight nine game really prepared, and then you're going to have to show up right. against Stanford, and I, I'm not sure I'm not sure how easy that's going to be um, to adjust to their offense. So we got Stanford and Maryland in one game in our Sweet 16 in the Spokane region. Uh, we have Ohio State LSU in the round of 32. I'm just going to say it. I pick I picked Ohio State. I think Ohio State's a better team. I think Ohio State's a better team. Okay. 
Ohio State. Oh, no, no, no. Did you, did you not want to go with Ohio State? <laughs> we don't have to. Uh, no, I like it. I mean, no, I, I just, you know, we were talking about teams going on droughts sometimes. <laughs> I mean, Ohio State, sometimes if they can't make their shots, they can't press, right? right? And that's the thing. Like we were talking about the defense, the three-headed monster on the perimeter for LSU. How disruptive can they be to Ohio State? And if Ohio State can't score, they can't press. That's what's in my head. Those are the wheels. Um, can I give you? Can I give you one stat? Just one. Yes. Stat. Help right. me. Uh, LSU in free throw percentage, three hundred and ninth. Wow. 309th. Wow. Out of what? 320? 56. 356. Also, also, and this is something I need to dig into this more. Uh, okay. But opponent shooting uh, from three point, L, uh, teams are shooting 34.7% from the three point line against LSU. Oh, it's boy. 330th in the country. A lot, there's a lot of shooting luck. In three-point percentage, I'm not saying there isn't, but typically when you're that bad, that means there's something happening with your closeouts or your scheme, and you know what Ohio State does really well? Shoot the three. Yeah. So that's that's kind of my thinking there. That's kind of my thinking there. I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. I'll I'll go with Ohio State if they could. You know they've got to make shots. They do. That's that. I I have that's my contingency. Like you got to make your shots so that you can apply pressure on the other side. But if those I, shots aren't falling, my dears, that's going to be, that's going to be stressful. I think, so I think, I think enough of those shots are fall. I think it's going to be a stressful game regardless, but I think enough of those yeah. shots will fall. Um, uh, ooh, Texas, Arkansas, an old school rivalry <laughs> here at the bottom of the bracket. Uh, I love uh, Woo Pig, Woo Pig Suey, the fighting Mike neighbors. Really appreciate them. I think they're a good team. Uh, Texas, Texas will move it on there. Texas. And plus, I want to see the rematch in the next round. Texas Maryland. Ohio State play? Oh, no, no, no. No, no, like next, next. Oh, oh, that's two rounds. Okay, well, that's Sweet 16. Wow, we may have an up. I know, we're way ahead, but I mean, that's why I want them to get that one and then move on. I told you my bracket was based upon what I want to see. <laughs> I, want to, I want to see a rematch between Texas and Maryland Ooh. since they ousted Maryland last year in the Sweet 16. So, Texas moving forward. I want to see a rematch between Texas and Stanford from that game earlier this year. Um, yeah, we'll get yeah. we'll get to that when we talk to Sweet 16 on our next yeah. podcast, which is surely going to be because we're already in an hour 30 minutes and we're just starting the Bridgeport region. Uh, <laughs> no shade to the Bridgeport region. I think it's going to be lovely basketball all around, but we are going to have to motor through it. So NC State, yeah. moving on. Uh, NC yeah. State over Longwood, Mount St. Mary's. Thank you guys for coming. Uh, NC State moving on. Uh, Washington State. <laughs> Kansas State. This is going to be interesting. I'm going with Aoka Lee and Kansas State. Um, I just think she's the best player on the court, and I'll go with her. Yeah, that's what I put, too. I had Kansas State in that slot. All right, cool. Moving on. Uh, We're going to Notre Dame, UMass. Here's one of my – this is my 512. I don't have any of the other 512s. Oh, I guess we do with with, uh, FGCU now. So maybe we can disagree here, but I have UMass over Notre Dame. UMass has been loved by the net ratings. They're a good team. They just won their conference over a really good team in Dayton. I think Notre Mm -hmm. Dame has been struggling a little bit lately, including their last loss against the University of Miami. So I I do, while I love Olivia Miles, I'm going here with with UMass. I'm going Notre Dame, man. I just think, you know, I think they have the tools to beat them. 
Okay. And the balance and the depth. All right. We're going to decide this one via uh, who has scored more points in the ACC. Uh, that would be Christy Winters, Scott, or actually it was just Christy Winters. Back yeah. Then. Back in the day, it was just, yeah. Just so two Christy, names. Christy Winters guessed on the fact that she has scored uh, a number of ACC baskets and I have scored zero. So <laughs> moving on, we're going to Oklahoma, Oklahoma, IUPUI, Uwe Pui. I have gotten confirmation that they call themselves Uwe Pui. So it's fine for us to call them Uwe Pui. Yeah, uh, we're doing Uwe Pui. Uwe Pui is a good team. Uh, Uwe Pui deserves credit. The Jaguars of Indiana University, Purdue University in Indianapolis. I believe that is the full name of the school. Uh, that's it. They can, they can certainly turn it upside here. Oklahoma is a team that shoots threes. Uh, they really rely on the three. So if those aren't falling, uh, there's a good chance that the IUPUI can win. I'm going with Oklahoma though. Uh, I'm going with Oklahoma for sure, but Uwe Pui beat Iowa earlier this year. Mm-hmm. We're talking about early wins earlier uh, in our conversation. Um, but I just, I don't think they have enough to stop what Oklahoma is yeah. going to bring them. Yeah. yeah. I Defensively, I, I think it's going to be an issue for them. No, I, I think, I, I just, I, I think uh, Oklahoma is going to be really uh, amped up for that game yeah. at home too. Um, yeah. Our, Let's, let's keep it motoring. Kentucky-Princeton, perhaps the most interesting first-round matchup. Out, well, yeah. I'd say that Virginia Tech-FGCU one is. This one's the second most interesting one. And Kentucky and Princeton. Princeton is very good. They just won the Ivy League, and Kentucky obviously went on the magical run in the SEC tournament. So it, I guess it's a matter of, do you think this Kentucky team is a team we've seen in the last 10 games, or are we going to take the rest of the season more so as an indication of who they are? I mean, I think they're riding a wave right now. And it's it's tough to stop it. I mean, if you've ever like been like just kind of waiting in the, in the beach water and you turn around, there's a 10 foot wave Mm -hmm. over your head. That's Kentucky. Boom. (laughs) I I just think that's just how they're going to go into this, to this tournament. I think with a ton of confidence and I don't care what X's and O's you have on the whiteboard in your timeouts um, or in, you know, your pregame talk. Confidence is a huge factor when you're talking about advancing in the NCAA tournament. And I think Kentucky has that. So I'm going with them. Yeah, I'll go. I'll, I'll change. I have Princeton. Um, and honestly, I think Princeton, I, I think Princeton's a better team. Uh, I'll say that. I think Princeton's a better team. I think Kentucky has the momentum. I think they have the best play on the court and they will have the best play on the court throughout the tournament uh, for mm-hmm. the most part. Um so I'll switch to Kentucky. They are really good. They're well coached. They're a good team. I, yeah. I think Princeton, it's just not a good matchup because they they like to they actually do switch a fair amount. I was watching them right. play, play FGCU and they played them really well. Um, I just think Ryan Howard, this is one of those games where she's not gonna have to take over as much as she's just gonna have to wait for her opportunities to shoot. Um yeah. so I think it'll it favors Kentucky. So I'm going with Kentucky and everyone else has a Princeton upset. So I'll just go with Kentucky mm-hmm. to be a little different. Uh interesting. Let's talk about one of our other favorite, a courtside favorite, Indiana against Charlotte. Indiana against Charlotte. I, uh, I'm going. I'm going with the Hoosiers. I love Kara Consuegra. No. That is my home girl, and she's a toughie, and she has coached her butt off always. But in particular this season, I'm going with Indiana. I mean, they're yeah. a juggernaut defensively. I just don't know if they're going to be able to play the way they want to play against the Hoosiers. I agree. I agree. All right. Uh, UCF, Florida. I love, all right. I do love the matchups with the local teams. I do wish we kind of separated out the, the Florida schools altogether. Um, but oh, regardless, yeah. we have UCF and Florida. 
Uh, UCF mm-hmm. uh, won the AAC um, for the first time. That, actually, did they win it last year? I don't know. Regardless, UCF's a really good team. Florida right. made a late surge this year. I'm going with UCF, though. I had UCF. Okay. I just think they've had uh, a more consistent season, and I think their momentum coming into the tournament is strong, so I'm going with them. Yeah, no, I, I, I think uh, – wow, UCF holds – this is from our newsletter as well, which – this is just really interesting. UCF holds opponents to just 0.62 points per play that end in a shot, free throw, trip, or a turnover. That is the best in the country this season and the third lowest since 2016-17 behind the 2019-20 Baylor Bears and the 2020-21 Stephen F. Austin Lumberjacks. Well, all right. So there we go. Uh, yes. That That's... Uh, right so I, I think that's a good reason to pick them. All right, UConn yeah. Mercer... Uh, hey Mercer, if y'all want to shock the world, now's the time. This would be fantastic. I don't think it's gonna happen. I'm picking UConn. Ah, uh, UConn. UConn. Okay. Yeah. We're about to second round. Uh, so th- these are all still in the home arenas of the of the higher ranked teams, and we've gone chalk here. So these are all all the higher teams are gonna coast. All right. So we got NC State versus Kansas State. Uh, I like Kansas State. I think they're pretty good. Um, I think Aoka Lee is nice. I think Elisa Kunain can match up with her straight up. And yeah. I think the rest of NC State is much better than the rest of Kansas, uh, Kansas State. So I'm going Wolfpack. I'm going Wolfpack too. Even with Kunain suffering an ankle injury in the ACC tournament, I think they've had ample time to get mm-hmm. her healed up and taped up and ready to compete. I think that's going to be a really fun matchup to watch, but I'm going with NC State too. All righty, moving on. Notre Dame, Oklahoma. Uh, this will be played where the winds are sweeping down the plains in Norman. Uh, <laughs> this one, uh, this is tough. This one is really tough. Um, tough. I had Oklahoma when they were playing UMass. I didn't. Want, I honestly picked an upset year just so I didn't have to pick this game because I don't know which way to go. <laughs> I think Oklahoma is very talented. I think they shoot the ball better than anyone in the country. I think Taylor Robertson is one of the best shooters we've seen in college basketball. Mm-hmm. That being said, I just think Notre Dame is really good. I, I, I like the team. Uh, I think they're beatable, but they at, when they are going, when they're going well, um, there's not a lot of teams that can match up with them talent wise. I think Olivia Miles, Olivia Miles is a is mm-hmm. a genius at times. Well, a young genius, like she needs some, hone, she needs to hone in her skills a little bit. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I love them. I, I really like the Notre Dame team if they're humming. And assuming they beat UMass, they'll be humming. So I'm going Notre Dame. Who you got? Yeah, I'm going Notre Dame too. Um, just for the reasons I said before, um, with their their balance, I think, and and confidence moving into this tournament. Also, we get a rematch here, which I know you like. NC State, Notre yeah, Dame. Yeah, I love rematches. Yeah, uh, and I love Notre rematches. Dame, Notre Dame was, I think, the only team to beat. I'm going to double check this before I say it. Um, the only team to beat uh, the Wolfpack. And yep, they only have one loss. So it's to Notre Dame. So the only team to beat NC State in conference play was Notre Dame. And that sits with you. I'm telling you, I mean, rematches are great. Sometimes you have to lose in mm-hmm. order to win, you know, because you have to shore up and, and fix the holes in the boat, as I like to say. But I love a good rematch. Yeah. I mean, there's so much involved, you know, in terms of your pride and your focus. I think that's uh, always intriguing and compelling to watch. So, yeah, I love it. We got Kentucky at Indiana, traditional, traditional tournament rivalry on the men's side. Um, coming, coming over. Uh, this is this is a toughie. This is um, a toughie. Do you want to give your? Let me hear your take here. 
first. Okay. Did did they play? I, I keep getting my years mixed up. Okay. I know they played last last year, last season. Did they play in the Bahamas or somewhere? Did they play in November? I don't think they Indiana? I don't think they I don't think they played each other. That was this last year, year then. Last yeah. year they played them. And I'll, Kentucky I'll won up. that game. Oh no, they did play Kentucky this year. See, okay, good. Okay, I'm not going crazy. <laughs> okay, yeah, it's, it, it wasn't it what no, it wasn't in um the Bahamas, it was in Indiana, which this game will again be in Indiana. Okay. And Kentucky lost by 21. Okay. That being said, this is like a, as new a team as you could possibly have. Like I don't, I, I, yeah. I, I like that we have a sim, a, a head-to-head matchup. I don't think you could take anything from where Kentucky was there. But right, uh, who who you got? I'm going to go with Indiana. I, and I know you know we we factored in health with a lot of other players throughout this bracket. Mackenzie Holmes is not excluded from this. I think even in the championship game, she did not look 100% to me in terms of her stamina and cardio. Yes, she was able to play well against Maryland. I believe she had 17 and nine in that game in the quarterfinal game where they beat Maryland at the Big Ten tournament. But I think they're going to need Mackenzie Holmes and her presence on the thousand in this game. And yes, it's a totally different Kentucky team from November. But it's also a different team if Mackenzie Holmes isn't healthy for Indiana at this point. But I think because they're playing in Indiana and because they have everybody back and because Allie Patberg says two days after they went on their Elite Eight run last year, can I come back? Mm-hmm. She's hungry for that next step. And I don't think it's going to be an easy fight. That's not going to be an easy win um, because of how well Kentucky's playing. But with all those factors of experience, yep. location, and hunger. I'm going with Indiana. All right. Um, then I have Indiana as well. We'll move down to UCF and UConn. Um, UCF's going to be hungry in that game after years of getting beaten up by UConn. I still think at, at home, certainly. Uh, UConn's yeah. moving on. UConn. UConn. Okay. All right. <laughs> so that that's the end of our first two rounds preview. Some people just know bundling with Allstate means big savings. Just like they know the right ingredient means big flavor. They know honey on pizza is where it's at. And olive oil on ice cream is the cherry on top. Mm. And they know when you bundle home and auto with Allstate, you can save up to 25%. Mm -mm. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.